here we are. We're on location. And I'm in a different robe. And logo on it. Crazy stuff going on over here. I'll tell you all about it in 10 seconds. Three, two, one. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Today is Tuesday, December 24th. It's Christmas Eve day, 2019. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. Now you can tell I am not at home. I am visiting and hanging with, with a friend. So I thought I would crash and be able to stay later and just instead of waking up that much earlier, I just brought my trap up. And, uh, yeah, so here we're doing first couple on location. Not far, still in Vermont, so. Um, yesterday, holy crap, yesterday. So if you watched yesterday's episode, and a bunch of you did, and I received a ton of feedback from people who were thinking of me and, and I got, I just got a lot. And, and the questions we're gonna go over have to do with yesterday. But holy crap, guys, that was heavy. It really was. Um, trying to adjust this to keep me in the shot. There we go. Uh, it didn't bother me beyond when it was happening. And it bothered me only because it was affecting my ability to do a good show. I take my job seriously, and even though no one has told me I have to do this, it's something I'm doing. It's part of my job. I get up every weekday morning and I do this show for you, and it's not everyone's cup of coffee, and that's okay. But when someone compromises my ability to do my best, I take issue with that. And I have no reason to believe that it was anything but random. So unfortunately, that means there's no action to be taken. Beyond the fact that I've gone back and anyone that has commented on the show that I've known for a while is now a moderator because I don't know what else to do. Whistlekick has grown into a community. The number of projects that are happening, as well as the number that are in the works from people who simply want to contribute and help grow our efforts is mind-boggling. Um, yeah, so. Let's move on from that. Um, we will be reordering the Taekwondo uniforms with the stretch and the gusset. Um, hopefully today I'm getting that stuff dealt with to send off to Amazon for sale. When it's ready, I will post links and, and everything. Uh, those are gonna be blowouts because it's gonna be a one-time product. I don't wanna sell that product without the, gusset, the stretch gusset. Uh, this robe, so I will stand up. I will model for you. Got whistle kick logos there. 
It's fuzzy. Yeah, one of my favorite things. Even the pockets have the logo. So this came from um, checking out one of our print providers. So most of you know that our apparel, our mugs, basically anything but our uniforms and gear is handled on demand. You order it, the company takes it, prints it on the product or whatever they have to do it to the product, embroider it, and they ship it out. And that allows us to not have inventory, which means we make very little on each piece. You know, it's it's our overall margin on our apparel probably adds up to 10% by the time you factor in everybody's uh, uh, discount codes and the shipping and the pr print fees and everything. And that's fine. That's totally fine. Uh, apparel was never meant to be a huge revenue source. But I was looking through newer products from one of our, I haven't even taken a sip of this coffee. Or maybe I didn't, I forgot. That's good coffee. Um, but I was taking a walk through and I saw this hooded cloak. And I thought, you know, that's kind of like a robe that you could wear during the day. I mean, it's incredibly warm. It's almost too warm. Uh, but it's awesome. And I think retail on this is going to be like $80. And it was really hard to design for because they print onto the pieces and then sew it together. And that's way beyond my skill in design. So I worked with someone, actually I worked with like five people and four of them did so terribly. I had to get refunds through Fiverr because the people that I talked about a few weeks ago coming on to maybe do some design have not been as gung-ho as they initially presented. Um, I heard back from one of them overnight after several weeks. Uh, but I thought, you know, let's let's get a first attempt going with this, and when it comes in, we can have something tangible to make modifications from. So uh, we will make modifications to this, and then it'll be available in the store, and I'll let you know. And I'm not sure when that'll happen. Might be this week, probably the following week. But it's cool. It's polyester, big pockets, comfy pockets. Um, and my vision for this is that it's either, you know, it's a robe that's a little more versatile for people that don't want to wear a robe, or I was actually thinking of it at the beginning of, day at of the day at tournaments when it's cold. Because most venues, if you attend competitions, keep the heat low because throughout the day it gets really warm. There's so many people in the room. There's so many people moving, working out, exercising, right? Generating heat that they keep it cold. And beginning of the day can be tough. But here's something you can wear inside. It's a little warm. I mean, you can still wear a sweatshirt. We got tons of those. Uh, what else happened yesterday? Yesterday was Monday. Yesterday was not the most productive day. I got through a lot. Uh, audiobook got through most of it. Uh, getting that together has been cumbersome. But that should be done. I'm knock on wood. I don't think that'll be done today. I would love to have that ready and available for sale today. Who knows what new devices people are getting tomorrow, or Audible gifts or gift cards or something. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think that's about it. So let's, uh, let's talk about these, oh, today, what's today? Um, special holiday workout at CrossFit Gym, I'll be going to that few hours and 
then it's just getting work done. Getting work done, figuring out what, where I'm going to go for a hike tomorrow. And uh, that's it. So let's talk about the questions. So these come in from Frank. And Frank, of course, is, is um, the producer. I'm dropping the titles. Uh, Frank is the producer for First Cup. Incredibly supportive and was the first person to reach out and say, are you okay after yesterday? Why do you think people harass others online? I don't think you need the word online. I think why do people harass others? I think the reason people harass others online more is because the consequences are less. And because it's easier to be disassociated from what's going on. Um, why don't we punch, why don't most of us punch holes in our wall when we're frustrated? Because there's a consequence. If there were no consequences to actions, it allows people to do whatever they want. And what is the consequence of online harassment? Virtually none. Some on Facebook, if you're, you know, because most people are kind of forced into using a legitimate account, but when you have something like YouTube where the accounts are just random and don't track back to anything other than a Gmail address, it gives people license to do whatever they want. One of the people that I, I read and really respect says, no one will ever say or do anything to you that is not a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves. And I would agree with that. Every bully I've ever known has been in a tremendous amount of pain. And they don't know how to process it. So if you take the example of the group of people that pop by to harass, I'm sure they've got some tough stuff going on in their lives. And this makes them feel better about theirs. I think it's wasted energy. What if you put all that energy and that creativity into improving, what, improving your situation? Social media, I think, we will realize at some point soon that the worst part about social media is it allows people to tear each other down so quickly, so easily. It breeds so much negativity because of the lack of connection. The things that friends and family say to each other online that they would never say to each other in person, I think is, is pretty... I think it's important to note that. And I hope that we get to a point where that changes. And I don't know how that changes. I don't pretend to have that solution. But it has to. Because it's not healthy. What can victims do to cope with the effects of online harassment? Um... I think it depends on the situation. So yesterday, I turned off the chat. I enabled moderators. I have enough strength of character and self-esteem that I can handle that. 
not everyone does. When I think about this stuff, I think about what it might have been like for me as a teenager who was getting harassed in school, who was dealing with this face-to-face. -face. What would this have been like if there was the anonymity of the internet? I was one of the first people using social functions online as a teenager because I didn't have a social life offline. So I missed that, and I'm glad. But what, what would I have done? I don't know. I think the best advice I can offer is that being there is a choice. Me making this YouTube show is a choice. What could I do instead? I could record it ahead of time. I could invite a select group of people. There are platforms that'll let me do that. I could just turn off the chat indefinitely, like I did. Uh, something I posted um, car-related on my personal channel, personal YouTube channel, has attracted quite a bit of negativity. The first video I posted had one thumbs up and nine thumbs downs. I noticed that yesterday. So what? Uh, there was somebody bouncing around my videos and posting some hateful stuff until I was able to block them. So what? Not that big of a deal. Because, I mean, think about the profile of someone who will anonymously attack someone else. They're a coward. They, they need help. And if we look at it from the perspective of martial arts, this is exactly the type of person that we need to get into a training situation. They need that. They need that, that boost. They need that community. But because they're anonymous, we can't. And this is, these are the same type of people that when they do have this sort of in-person behavior, there is some pretty intense discussion among instructors. How much bad behavior do you tolerate before you expel a student? Because you know that the, those with the worst behavior are the ones that need it the most. I'm lucky that I won't have to make that decision. And in my time with my own school, I only had one student who was like that, and his parents made that decision, and we had private lessons. I think the best thing to do is to think about the internet in the ways that you would think of the real world, offline. A place like YouTube is nasty and harsh. You don't go to a nasty, harsh place offline without being fully prepared. Don't go online. Right? If you don't want to see the CD underbelly, don't look. Not that you shouldn't, but you just have to be prepared to deal with what you find. What can be done to prevent online harassment? I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. And I wish I did.
I think when Facebook implemented its real name policy, I think that was a big deal. I started seeing far fewer fake accounts. And I would like to see that happen on YouTube with respect to comments. I think if you're going to post videos and you're going to post comments, if you're going to create something that could have an impact, it should tie back to your name. There is need for the ability to post things anonymously. And that, as far as I see, that is still one of the greatest roles of the press, of the free press in the United States. Uh, and there are other platforms that do that. But I think if we were to take away the right to comment from anonymous accounts, I think it would change things dramatically and instantly. You don't need to comment in order to look at YouTube. So if somebody out there from Google is listening, from YouTube is listening, which they're not, but if you do, if that suggestion gets in the hands, yeah, let's do that. In order to comment, you have to validate yourself through multiple social media platforms. You, know. um, you already have a Google account, you need a Facebook account, you need a this account, you need a that account. Or, I don't know, there's gotta be some way. Maybe you gotta, you gotta pay a dollar, because now it tracks back to your credit card or something. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but there's something there. So, I'm off. I'm going to go have some breakfast, do this workout, get some work, get some work done. I'm planning on doing the show tomorrow. Uh, there's nothing going on that takes me away from doing it. And I'll probably do it myself. Maybe I'll wear my Santa hat while I do it. Um, maybe I'll wrap a present for myself and unwrap it. I don't know. But I hope you have a good day. And I hope that if you see someone who's treating others poorly, I hope you can find some compassion for them. Because it's what they need. Maybe you can't express that compassion outwardly. Maybe the way you show that compassion is to step in and stop them from treating others poorly. Because yeah, that can be a compassionate act. Sometimes people need a punch in the face. That can be a compassionate act. Not often, but it can be. So treat others with compassion and make sure you're treating yourself in the same way. Remember, we do this show every weekday morning, 6.30 a.m. Eastern, here on YouTube. Catch it later at firstcupwithjeremy.com or in your podcast feed. If you've got a question to ask, drop it below or email me, jeremy.whistlekick.com. I hope you have a fantastic day, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. Take care.